This is an episode of The Ramp, a podcast produced by Customer Strategy and Design of Deloitte Digital. Welcome to this new episode, where we will talk about a topic that we've been hearing a lot about the last few months. I don't mean AI or the metaverse, but the topic of today will be the recession, or the economic downturn that we've been experiencing. It's a very interesting and impactful topic, and therefore definitely worth a discussion on the podcast. My name is Bart, and together with co-host Mo and our two guests, Bram and Morris, we will try to define what a recession actually is, how consumer behavior might change, and how companies should act and what they can do. But let's begin by introducing our guests. First up is Morris. Sure, I'll, uh, I'll start. So I've been with Deloitte about uh, 10 years. I lead our customer strategy team and the monitor Deloitte. And of those 10 years, I've been involved in the consumer industry for about nine years. Nice. And Bram? Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. Finally, we made it uh, to be here. It's a, it's a great pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm a partner, but I call myself also the growth architect. Uh, worked closely with Morris on a number of, uh, of projects. So really focusing on, um, on the customer and, uh, strategy and design. A lot of difficult words. But, uh, that's fine, Bram. So as a director, what, what kind of things of partners are you? What, what are the things you're doing? Whatever things we're doing, we really help uh, customers if they say, hey, we have a certain growth ambition. How do you really translate that in reality? So actually, how do you um, grow a company from 500 million to 2 billion in their online revenues? And uh, actually work together with Morris uh, on a sports brand, uh, which we really helped make that journey happen. Uh, And instead of the goal for three years, we made it happen in two years, really supporting them on that journey. Yeah, you see me listening intently. I'm also interested in what partners do, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm making notes now. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Today we're going to talk about a topic, a theme that you proposed, which was called Never Waste a Good Recession. Sounds very um, difficult, a very difficult theme to talk about. Why this topic? I think it's uh, something which keep, which keep people uh, going at this stage. So in the current economic climate, uh, people talk a lot, a lot about uh, the inflation and the recession coming up. But uh, maybe some light at the end of the tunnel, or maybe we're not yet in the tunnel. Because actually, what does a recession actually, what's the definition of a recession? And actually, you see that it's only a recession if two consecutive quarters of negative growth indicate that we're in a recession. Uh, and as such, actually, so far, if we look at the European uh, situation, we actually haven't seen that yet. So uh, the actual GDP grew by 3% and is actually to project that to be 0.8% by the end of uh, 2023. So, of course, there's a lot of uh, changes and uh, other factors which come to account, uh, like the energy prices and what have you. But uh, so far, we can still be slightly positive, actually. But uh, a, a topic, of course, which a lot of consumers... Uh, are aware of and uh, they actually feel uh, at at home uh, where to spend the money they have left and prices picking up. So yeah, I think that's uh, why we wanted to bring this topic forward. You'll see that it's a, a bit of a wordplay on sort of never waste a good crisis, which I think is a general term in economics that has been for the past couple of years. So as Deloitte, of course, we're always looking at opportunities for our clients and especially this one gives a lot of growth opportunities, uh, even within like economic downturns or recessions as uh, Bram is alluding to. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that later, but some of the opportunities that are out there. What I hear is a lot of uh, very theoretical ways of, uh, of uh, when to describe a recession or when a recession is happening. But uh, if I look around, especially my friends, family, neighbors, they're all talking about a crisis. So 
isn't that the crisis? When people, when the consumer, we're talking about customer centricity. If the cu customer says that they feel uh, a certain type of crisis, shouldn't be shouldn't be that leading instead of of the theoretical numbers that you just referred to. Yeah, I think and that, that's hundred percent true. So, Mo, if you look at the uh, being customer focused, I think customers or companies nowadays, uh, when you look at them, where do they focus on? Well, first time is maybe cost. So, hey, let's be smart. Uh, you know what? Reduce the money we spend on maybe customer service or development. And I think to lead in on Morris's point, I think we are of the opinion that this is the time to still have your eyes very clearly open and make sure that you make the right choice on how to still keep innovating and still maintain that relation with your customers because it's so hard uh, to get a new customer in uh, than to maintain your current. It's also, I think it starts with an understanding of what what's caused the recession for us. I think it, it won't be a surprise to you to understand that most of the recession, at least that we are, we are supposedly are in, is created by the war in Ukraine and as an effect the energy pricing increasing, transportation going up, and therefore suddenly the margins, especially for retailers, which typically between 5% and 10%, gets eroded because of the transportation costs is so dramatically higher. Is it a one-off? We don't know. We don't know how long the war will take. Hopefully not that long. But it's, uh, it's, it's therefore a different recession and a different downturn than you see in the US. So ours is much more created by the energy prices and by the war. And once that is done, you might be able to bounce back quite quickly too. Nobody knows at this point. I think uh, it's it's uh, maybe even it started already earlier during COVID, and then it got topped off by by the war happening indeed. Uh, but what you see is that because the lengthiness of of, of the this situation that we are in, uh, the confidence is also uh, uh, very much affected of the consu uh, consumer. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, as, as we were talking about, focus on the customer, focus on the consumer. Uh, what are we seeing the consumer doing? What are typical behaviors that we are uh, noticing uh, happening in the consumer uh, consumer's behavior? Yeah, I think it's, it's just funny, right? So I, I'm, I'm looking only at the bright side. Like online sales still remain the same in total value. The only thing is people after COVID went actually uh, so to spend their money differently more on services more on experiences and now we actually in the last quarter we saw only uh, delaying lar large purchases um, so we saw that uh, for example uh, germany um, i think end of the month 43 uh, percent uh, delay um, but yeah at the same time i think uh, i think the mix of things we do um, uh, that is that has been changed as a first thing and now we see uh, the large purchases change. So that's from a consumer behavior, typically something uh, something I see. They call it the uh, consumers getting punched in the pocketbook is uh, is one of the terms that you see out there. It's colors uh, right now because it, it doesn't happen that you get, uh, that it's a problem with buying a house or a vehicle, not just that, but it's also about buying groceries. So it is really in your everyday prices and every everyday shopping, that's when you, you feel already feel the, the effect of the inflation and the consumer confidence. Now, I think if you if you look at the outlook, and um, of course we track a lot of the macroeconomic data around this, there's quite some interesting things happening. So I think as as Bram already mentioned, we're actually not in a recession. Last year we grew 3%. Uh, this year we're projected to grow 0.8%, which is not really growth, but it's like stable, right? Nothing yeah, But happens. consumers are in panic, Morris. Consumers are in paracredit, and I think Mo, you also alluded to this. At family parties, everybody talks about inflation. The big word, right? 10%, 12%, it's insane. 
maybe for the younger generation or the middle generation, the working generation, it's not an issue. But my father does talk about it as a pensionado. 12% increase in groceries, it's a, it's a trouble. It's, it's, it's really oh, a you concern go to for Aldi. them. You can go to Aldi. So that's why you typically see, indeed, in areas like this, in regions like this, or times like this, companies like Aldi or the discounters, they usually grow, for example, Groupon. Well, well known is the company that was generated during the Great Recession of 2008. That's when they launched out of this necessity of more affordable solutions. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go through the uh, through the list of the other KPIs, there's a couple more interesting things next to inflation: consumer confidence. We talked about it declining, a huge indicator of a potential economic downturn over the next couple of years to come. We don't know, but it's there. You need confidence in order for an economy to grow. Actually, Alan Greenspan, the former chairman of the Fed, had an interesting KPI that you have to look at. And maybe you'll, uh, you'll recognize this. It's actually men's underwear. And that is a r- quite a strange, th- strange KPI to talk about. But it's a real thing. Because men's underwear is sort of very private. You never see it, right? So it basically, it's something that you, you rarely have to change. So if you start to save on men's underwear, if the sales of men's underwear go down, then... Yeah, you have to brace for the worst. That's when the economic downturn really happens. <laughs> so it's a couple of things that you see. And I think if you really dive into it, as the inflation goes up, we don't see wages going up. And that is the big problem. We see 10%, 12% increase in, uh, in prices, but the wages still stay the same. We can look at Bram, of course, and, uh, and make a case for it. <laughs> but uh, it's important to look at, at some of the areas like this. And I think the last thing that I find really interesting is that usually... When inflation goes up, the uh, European banks try and curb it with uh, higher interest rates to make sure that we cool down the economy. And then in typical fashion, governments need to increase their expenditure to make sure that our employment levels stay the same. Now, the good thing in Europe is that with 3% unemployment rate, we're still relatively good. We're actually one of the best in the world. So all the in- most of the indicators look good, but confidence is key here. And that's the one that concerns even us. Well, now you got me also very curious about men's underwear. <laughs> do, we, do we have the numbers on this? Because now I'm curious. Are, are the numbers going down? Are we in a, in a crisis? I think so far the numbers seem to be okay. okay. But uh, keep a, cli- a close eye on it. Uh. <laughs> what, you know what they do? They all buy, cl- they, they buy via Klarna, right? So the other trend is, hey, they buy now and pay later. So it isn't that easy to say in what kind of situation we are. According to the official definition, we are not in a recession, but there are signs of different behavior everywhere. It is clear, however, that some things are changing, and companies might need to change some of their strategies too. I think the following finding of Brom provides a nice idea of what companies can possibly do. What I see is also keep each other honest and be open and be, be happy about it. There's so much still growth for us out there. It's just the way you look at it. So, for example, we looked at the fast company 50, right? So what's the most innovative company? Well, it's OpenAI. Well, no surprise. Hey, Sherlock. But what, what's the number two, Morris? What's an, oh, you know it. We uh, already told you. Shit. All right. So number two. Oh, what do you think? Most innovative company 2023 by fast company 50. What do you think? Most most innovative. Should, should, should it be Google or... Uh, or oh, nice, yeah. Could be. Microsoft? Yeah, could be. Yeah, nice. But uh, 
Not it. I, I, I love those hamburgers. It's McDonald's, guys. It's McDonald's. What? Yeah. <laughs> Who determined this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't do the research, but you know what they did? But I'm interested in knowing why. Yeah. <laughs> but you can What's try this out. You watch, learn this. Learn this. So uh, we always tell companies, hey, you need to listen uh, to your fans or to your ambassadors and uh, brand to fan. We research and uh, we did ourselves as well as, as Deloitte. We have these focus groups. But you know what they did? They said, forget about it. Forget about the consultants for now. We let the fans interact with each other. So they actually took the TikTok trend on hack the whatever, hack the menu. So actually fans talking to fans created their own burger. Uh, so and actually they created, for example, the hash brown McMuffin. It's a combination of elements of the menu and then you have to put it yourself together like a do-it-yourself type of thing, you know? So so what this actually says is that they, they let their customers basically play in their core business. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it is. So. And also listen to it in a different way to your customer, right? So it's much more about, <laughs> yeah, about opening up, being innovative, right? We talk about it and we say, hey, we li- but we really, they took a different approach to, to the thing in, in current circumstances. And I think that's what we need to do in order to help. And uh, as, as a company, you need to look at different uh, things, how to, to grow your business. What are other lessons uh, for other companies to... Uh, to take away from us. Uh, also looking back at uh, previous crises that we have had because it's not uh, not something new, uh, as I uh, hear you say. I think it's definitely not, not something new. So I think here it's, it's very much about the uh, making the portfolio choices right. So uh, so I think if you uh, look in the uh, the recent uh, article was uh, wrote uh, by Deloitte, uh, we say, hey, you have to balance your portfolio in that 70, 20, 10%. Um, and I think here, 70% on the core, 20% in uh, adjacent, 10% in inno- innovation. And these times really required you to focus and distribute it in, a, in, in the right way on the capabilities which you also uh, require now, but also in the near future. I think if you if if look to, to, to clients, uh, we have been talking about the pot of money, the gold, everybody talking about the data. Okay, but yes, we have seen that. That sounds almost like a consultant here, but uh, I think we have we have we have discussed that like data is the next thing. Now it's about activating that data and what do you do with that? And uh, so far, but if you want to do that, suddenly, hey, you need all kind of people who understand that this, they understand analytics, they understand the insights, how to activate them, incorporate in your products, and and do the do the next thing. So, and I think that's um, if you ask me, it's building actively those capabilities where for example it used to be transactions from transaction selling to solution selling to really offering that experience and now we can offer that experience if we use that data wisely and i think that's what you rather already see with a number of the, the tech companies take salesforce uh, they have their basic salesforce layer but they also have einstein a on top layer which provide much more insights and help you take your, your the right decisions and this is a tech company, but what does that mean for other companies which just deal in, I don't know, more simple products? Yeah, I think um, to uh, add on that, and as customer intelligence lead, I have to uh, sort of focus on the customer in a way. But um, I think lessons learned on things that you can do during an economic downturn is is really focus on the customer and engaging your customer. It sounds very simple, right? But ultimately, that's sort of where it begins and starts. And it's it's some simple things. How is that different from all day normal day life 
I mean, like, why is it why is it suddenly even more important in, during crisis? It's not. It's not even more important. It's a great point. Uh, well, it's always been important. But why is are still too many companies sort of falling for the same mistakes as they've done over the most over the past years uh, and probably years to come? It's not. It's not difficult. But still, a lot of companies don't actually do it. So it's in small things. So for example. During Corona, you could see that Albert Heijn and some of the other supermarkets, they would open up one hour, they would open up the store, one hour specifically for elderly uh, people who did not want to go into a store when there was a lot of people with a potential deadly virus uh, back then. So it's those kind of small things of listening to who are your customers, what do they want, and uh, and how do you serve them best. And it's only really when you start with a good customer intelligence service where you can start to understand, okay, who am I targeting and with what kind of service, what kind of proposition, and how do I make sure that I deliver the right channels for them? I think Bromo Moore has made clear that companies need to keep innovating, even in these tougher times. They need to focus on the customer. And well, at that point during our conversation, it felt quite obvious, at least for larger companies. Well, luckily, Mo asked how this would look like for smaller companies too, and for startups. And how would you translate this for the average consumer? Startups maybe, or scale-ups, what should they do? <laughs> Instead of uh, big companies that are already healthy and are thinking of uh, expanding even more? Well, I think for, for startups, it's a, it's, an, it's a hugely interesting time, right? Because it's very simple what needs to happen now and what consumers want. And Bram already alluded to, it's affordability. So any startup that allows you to decrease your spend, whether it's on groceries or whether it's a ChatGPT uh, fueled module that allows you to automate or or technology or create sort of technology that allows you to decrease your operational spend in a company, is going to see a lot of demand for it. So we've become quite single focused now in a recession. It's all about affordability now. Yeah, and this circles back again to the consumer's behavior to be able to. Afford that yeah. what he or she wants. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about it in opportunities, and it's a fun topic to talk of co- about, of course, but you'll have to understand, eventually, it's going to touch a lot of people, right? This is, uh, this is a real thing that in households happen. Uh, people are struggling to really make ends. Uh, Bram already said it. 50% of the people don't even, they come out at net zero at the end of the month. Not a single euro left. So anything or recreation or holidays, etc. Yeah, it's typically something that... Uh, you can't do anymore. I can imagine that a lot of companies are seeing this. Oh, yeah, there's a, a crisis. We need to help other people, other companies. Deloitte might be such a company as well. What What are the, the things that we are doing? What makes us great helpers in these kinds of times? I think I'm interested to hear your, your view too, Bram, but... Um, Deloitte has always been involved with the Financial Health uh, Institute and with uh, we're doing that even with the Royal House, understanding how to manage your household budget. Those are, I think, just simple things that may seem simple to us but are not simple to, to a lot of other people. So I guess understanding sort of how to do your household budgeting is, uh, is one thing that we're trying to do in order to help people in the Netherlands especially. And we have also the Impact Foundation. Yeah, and I think that's part of it, right? So it's part of the Inco- the Deloitte Impact Foundation, where where a lot of uh, work has been done on a non non profit basis. So really helping 
uh, or actually investment basis from from the Light Helping Society on a, on the number of topics. I'm myself involved on the the Hockey Foundation, where we actually allow uh, yeah sports or facilitate sports in uh, low income areas to really get people uh, allow them to sport for free. And uh, yeah, I think that's also a contribution in these times where maybe the money needs to go elsewhere just to uh, to, to basic needs, and the kids can still uh, still play sport. To any of the business leaders, if you can have one tip, I think the um, the ambition matrix, what Bram already alluded to, I think gives a great great sort of framework in order to understand what would you as a business leader need to do. So, I think it starts with the basics. So, get your house in order, making sure that you become as lean and resilient as possible, especially on the operational expense side. So, any sort of redundancy or sort of any sort of Fat on the bones, as we, if, as we say, make sure that you slim down at least on the operational expense as much as possible without compromising on R&D. So that's sort of protecting your core. On the adjacent side, ensure that you start to talk with in your uh, sort of value chain in strategic partnerships. So understand how you can work together in the value chain and in adjacent uh, industries to understand how you can you still capture grow or even secure growth. And then only on R&D or are there any other departments that you no, should? So R&D would, for me would be transformational. So if you look at the sort of the three layers of, of where you need to put your investment part. So for core would be operational expense, staying lean and mean in a way. Adjacent to me would be strategic partnerships, understanding in the value chain, how to work together. So the whole value chain survives an economic downturn. And then uh, transformational would be Keep investing in R&D. Think of Apple. What's the product that you're going to launch beyond the recession? So at least you keep course on that long-term goal. So stay innovative. Stay innovative. Yeah, for me, a tip to, to business leaders. Um, keep developing your your value propositions and uh, make sure that you capture those, uh, those customer insights. I think uh, we ac- accept too much uh, that our current value proposition uh, will be there for long. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think so. We need to make sure that we invest in the capabilities to further elevate the current value proposition. And I see uh, that that is key key to survive uh, because others, if y- if you won't, I think others will. And uh, you see, there's a yeah, a lot of uh, coming at us from large players. Who maybe have deeper pockets, but be be smart about it and don't do it. And you don't need to do it alone. So I think uh, that will definitely help. And with those tips for the business leaders among us, we close off this episode. Over the past 20 minutes, we've touched upon many opportunities for companies, both big and small, in times of economic crisis. And whether we are currently in one, yeah, that's still hard to say. Food for thought. We of course like to thank Brom and Morris for sharing their stories during this episode. And again, like to thank you for listening. Before we completely close off, I leave the final word to Morris with some final recommendations for you. I think there's a couple of things that are interesting to read. So the articles that we've alluded to, Conscious Consumer, really interesting. Read it on Deloitte Insights uh, or uh, hit us up if you really want to talk about it. Interesting one is also the power of retailing, 2023. Uh, there's a great economic outlook by Ira Kailish, our macroeconomist out of the U.S., Talks about different scenarios too. Really interesting. And of course, uh, if people want to know more, get in touch. Uh, interact with us. Share his IDs. We're uh, quite open. So visit us in the studios and uh, let's have that conversation. <laughs>